0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the After Show podcast here on Mountain Fun Life. I can see through the glass that Kira is outside our podcasting studio. One of the other many facilities you can rent should you want to do a podcast or any kind of audio programming, you can do that here at Mountain Fun Life. We're happy to have you. Um, You can call us at 865-978-1152 or uh, look online you know, for a Mountain Fun Life at Facebook, the easiest way to do it is to send us a DM. Slide into the DMs, won't you? And send us a note. So my name is Frank Murphy, and I'm normally the host of Morning in the Mountains with Frank and Kira, which we just finished that show. And I'm hoping that after COVID, in the post-COVID world, that uh, Kira and I will be able to do this as a duo, because that's the point. But we can't social distance inside this little audio booth. So uh, we'd love for you to make a comment if you're watching this on Facebook Live. I know it's a podcast, but we do the video side of it on Facebook Live. So I see six of you are watching so far, and if you can just uh, say, hey, let me know that it's working, and let me know, because they leave me in the room by myself. Bob, who is in charge of everything, says, okay, you're going hit, to you hit record, you hit stream, you hit play, and then you hit fade, and it should work. But I'm seeing myself on my phone over here, And I'm seeing that we've got some viewers. So if you can just give me a hey and let me know that you're actually still watching, that would be very helpful. Because last week was my my first um, exercise here doing the After Show podcast. I've done plenty of pre-podcast shows, but last week was my first After Show podcast. And one of you uh, suggested that we talk about Tiger King. It's like Jennifer Gibbons Rodney says, hello, Greg Tuck says, hey, thank you guys, both of you, I appreciate that. That means it's working, right? Um, And I went for 50 minutes on Tigers, not just Tiger King on Netflix, but I also went for another 10 minutes on the Tigers I've met in my life. And if you missed that for any reason, uh, check our podcasting apps, look for the show from last Thursday, which would have been April 2nd, or um, easier just scroll back on Facebook and look for it there as well. If you want to hear me uh, and watch me spout off about Tigers for quite some time. Now, since finishing Tiger King, my wife and I have started binge-watching Ozark on Netflix. And we hadn't watched any of it. So we had to start by watching Ozark Season 1, which was very good. And then we watched Ozark Season 2, which was not as good. But my friend David Dwyer was in an episode. I was all excited to see him. I'll explain why he was in it in a moment. And now we are just at the beginning of Season 3, we watched two episodes of season three of Ozark on Netflix. And I know another one of my local actor friends, I believe, turns up somewhere during season three, Mike Stanley. I'm pretty sure turns up on Kira Cup is watching. So do you know Mike Stanley, Kira? He's been in a lot of the local East Tennessee movies like you have. And he's supposed to turn up in season three of Ozark, which, by the way, is not filmed in the Ozarks. They found a place that looks just like the Ozarks. It's outside Atlanta. It's uh, Lake Lanier, outside Atlanta, is most of where they film. There's another lake. I don't know if it's—I want to say Lake Altoona, but that can't be right. Um, So Mike Stanley, I believe, is going to turn up in Season 3 of Ozark. And in Season 2, there's an episode where my pal David Dwyer shows up. Now, David Dwyer already was a famous actor. He was in the movie The Blind Side— He's been in dozens of TV shows. You would totally recognize him if you saw him. He's one of those guys you say, oh, I know that face. You didn't know his name was David Dwyer, but you know his face. Well, I was aware of David Dwyer because, like I said, he's a known actor. and You see him a lot at Flying Anvil Theater in West Knoxville. He's on the board there and was supposed to be in a production, I think, of The Odd Couple this summer or this spring, which probably is going to get canceled because of uh, COVID. But, David was in season two of the Ozark show. Oh, yeah. Netflix on was it Ozark on Netflix. The show episode that he was on, he played a Marina owner. So picture, uh, Jason Bateman's character showing up at this rundown Marina and he wanted to buy the, buy out the Marina and launder money through it. And David Dwyer's character says, no. So he's, you know, white hair, white beard, good old boy. And then eventually, um, Ruthie shows up and, uh, Maybe she's the one who tried to buy it. That's who it was. Ruthie tried to buy it from him or invest in it, and he said no. And then she, Ruthie sends her dad over there to work at the marina, and he ends up chopping boat parts. Well, that guy who owns that marina is, <laughs> is who I'm talking about. Kira just commented that my blue eyes are popping. Well, because I got a lot of blue in the room, Kira. It's, I got a blue background, I got my blue eyes, I got all that going on. So, David Dwyer, it turns out, has the same birthday as I do. David Dwyer's birthday is June 22nd. And I've always, is all my life, known people with the same birthday as me. I see that my buddy Don Geronimo, Are you Don Geronimo? Are you Don Geronimo? Hmm, sound good. Don Geronimo tuned in for a little bit here on the uh, video podcast. Well, Don Geronimo worked with a guy named Mike O'Mara for many years, and who also had June 22nd as his birthday. I've never been able to have June 22nd as a birthday by myself. Even when I was in grade school, and if Mary Teresa or Diane, if you happen to be watching this, my, my elementary school friends with whom I'm Facebook friends, Janine Smith, has the same birthday as I do. There's all these people. June 22nd is a great day for a birthday, or as my mother would call it, the longest day of the year, Frank, because she was in labor, literally, for the longest day of the year. 30 hours, Frank, and it is the longest day of the year. So June 22nd, David Dwyer's birthday. Turns out he's a certified barbecue judge with the Kansas City Barbecue Society. That's how I actually met him in real life, is we're side-by-side, judging barbecue, and I said, you're the actor David Dwyer, and... Um, he's still very much involved in the Big Barbecue Bash in Maryville, Tennessee, which is a benefit for the Helen Ross McNabb Foundation. Um, I hope it happens, but it would be that weekend. It would be Father's Day weekend, June 19th and 20th, I believe, is uh, when the Big Barbecue Bash is in Maryville to be- benefit he- Helen Ross McNabb. There's another barbecue contest in Sevierville that had to get canceled because of COVID. That was the Bloomin' and Barbecue and Bluegrass Festival, which usually is around Mother's Day. The one in uh, Marvel's is usually around Father's Day. So anyway, David Dwyer turns up on Ozark, and now I'm waiting for Mike Stanley to turn up on Ozark. So the question is, if you've seen it, I'm curious to know. I mean, I don't want to give away any spoilers, especially since I haven't seen season three yet, but I have finished seasons one and two, and I'm about to get to the part where the next episode is titled something about REO Speedwagon, The Wagon, something about Kevin Cronin, uh, and I'll, I may as well tell you the REO Speedwagon comment because, um story, when I was working at the radio station where Don Geronimo and Mike O'Mara worked, you Don Geronimo? Uh, when I was working at that radio station in Washington, D.C., 105 W-A-V-A, they had a REO Speedwagon concert in Baltimore. Now, they were pot hot at the time. They were not a, a oldies act or a classic rock act yet. They actually still had can't fight this feeling and blah, blah, blah. And so we decide, or somebody decides that we're going to give away tickets to REO Speedwagon for like Valentine's Day. And they need somebody to go and uh, chaperone the listeners because we have a, a meet and greet from the record company. So nobody else wants to go to Baltimore to see REO Speedwagon, but my wife and I think it, so it falls down the chain. You know, Don Geronimo can't go, Michael Merritt can't go, and so on and so on. And finally It gets down to me, Frank. Frank will go. He'll do anything. He's like the kid on the Life Cereal commercials whom I went to grade school with, but that's another story. Um, Frank will go to the Ario Speedwagon concert in Baltimore, Maryland. So my wife and I go for our Valentine's night to go see Ario Speedwagon, and it's okay. And then afterward, we've got this group of, I don't know, I guess about 20, 30 WAVA listeners, and we're all going to now meet Ario Speedwagon, or at least Kevin Cronin. And I just, I don't remember the details of it, I just remember going away dissatisfied You know, I remember my wife saying that he was a jerk (laughs) or just seemed not into it, I guess. And it's hard. You know, if you're a rock star, you've now got to meet uh, some radio station winners who didn't even pay for their ticket. (laughs) And you've got to be nice to them. And he was not having a good night that night. So if the wagon ever comes back to East Tennessee, I'll have to go see if I can uh, erase, 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 erase the uh, previous memories of Kevin Cronin But I'm hopeful that this Season 3, Episode 3 of Ozark might do that. Can you give me a little bit of a spoiler? Does Ario Speedwagon show up at the Missouri Bell Casino in the show? I'm curious. I don't know. So I've got to say hey also to Gary Harmon who has tuned in. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate you watching. Um, And the more comments, the better. Now here, uh, Kira says, That poor woman, bless her soul. Kira, I missed which part you were talking about, but I'm assuming you're referring to my wife, Jerry. (laughs) <laughs> Diane Lady Hog says you look good behind that mic well guess what Diane <laughs> I've, I've done this gig before uh, for the most oh good Jennifer Gibbons Rodney says yes they do that means the, the wagon the wagon does in fact turn up on Ozark which is fun I'm glad to hear that that's exciting I'm excited about the, the I'm assuming playing themselves because that'll be fun for me to watch uh, the wagon on, uh, on Ozark so that's what I'm currently binge-watching. And between that, I'm alternating between Ozark and the Metropolitan Opera, which sounds crazy, but the Metropolitan Opera has put these free streams every day on their Roku channel. And remember, Mountain Fun Life has a Roku channel. This particular show is not going to end up on Roku because this is on Facebook Live, and then on afterward it'll go on all the different uh, podcasting platforms. But... um. On Roku, I can watch the Metropolitan Opera, Met Opera on Demand. And I actually, I've got to the point now where I think I'm satiated. I think I am full of opera. I don't think, I I need a break from it. I don't want to watch any more opera. (laughs) And that's no offense to the opera. It's amazing. It's wonderful. But I still have Aida stuck in my head. Uh, I can't get it out, you know, of my head. I've got pieces of Aida stuck in my head. And last night, yesterday, I tried to watch, or I did watch all of, Uh, The Girl of the Golden West, which I can't say in Italian, but that's what it is. It's something, something, something. Anyway, it it translates to English as The Girl of the Golden West. And I'm watching it, and I recognize one of the singers as my buddy David Crawford, who used to work at the Met in the Compromario roles, and he was playing Happy in The Girl of the Golden West. And then he's moved to Knoxville with his wife, the actress Laura Beth Wells. So I see him around town. I text him once in a while, every, every time... He hears a Billy Joel song. He texts me and goes, "Why are the, Why am I hearing more Billy Joel? I, 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 I don't control that. I don't. I can't help you with that." But um, David was in the opera, so I took a picture of my uh, TV, uh, freeze framed on David, and I sent it to him. I said, "Look, I saw you. I saw you on the TV back in 2010 playing Happy at the Metropolitan Opera." But I'm so operaed out because we watched uh, Lucia de Lammermoor which is awesome because she goes crazy and kills her husband and then comes out all with a bloody knife and all blood all over her. It's it's amazing. And then I watched Macbeth, which is kind of the same because Lady Macbeth, um, well, I guess Mr. Macbeth, goes over and, and murders somebody and comes out all bloody. And then Lady Macbeth goes crazy. So she also has a mad scene. So I've watched all of this opera, and that's just the ones I can remember. There's more than that. And it goes on, I think, through the weekend. I think there's only a few more days of this free opera streams at Met Opera um, On Demand, which you can get on their website, you can get on Roku. Well, I'm filled up on opera because I need a break from it. But what am I going to watch instead? Musical theater, which is the same. Opera is musical theater in Italian or French or German or whatever, but opera is musical theater, and musical theater is the same. It's just in English. Like, I'm watching The Girl of the Golden West. And the guy, his name is Dick Johnson, which is his fake name in the show. It turns out he's actually the, i mean, we know this all along, he's actually the bandit. The bandito from Mexico who has come to California, changed his name to Dick Johnson. (laughs) And he woos, um, what's her name, Minnie? Something like that? Uh, And they fall in love. Well, he sings this aria that is exactly the same as Music of the Night from Phantom of the Opera. And I found out from Wikipedia that the estate of Puccini sued Andrew Lloyd Webber for stealing the music from um, The Girl of the Golden West and using it in Phantom of the Opera. Well, I think years later, they just went ahead and said, oh, yes, if you see Phantom of the Opera, you'll recognize um, a tune from Girl of the Golden West. I guess what it was. Uh, and you you totally would know it. It's the music of the night bit. So you, Maestro Seleski talks about musical theater and opera being the same all the time. And the reason I'm interested in musical theater is because last Friday night, Andrew Lloyd Webber, the same Andrew Lloyd Webber with Phantom of the Opera, started up his own YouTube channel, or somebody started it for him, because he's not going to do it. But somebody started it for him, and he hosts it. And I think it's called The Show Must Go On. So look this up on YouTube. The Show Must Go On. And it's Andrew Lloyd Webber. And the first one, he's sitting there on his piano or sitting on his couch, and someone should tell him that when you're on camera, you need to sit up uncomfortably straight. That's, it's, it hurts your back, but it, trust me, it looks better. So Andrew Lloyd Webber is on there, and he's talking. And he's talking about how they're going to show every week, every Friday, one of his opera, one of, excuse me, one of his operas, they are operas, one of his musical theaters plays, one of his famous musicals. And the, each week you get a different one. So last week was the first one, and it was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat which is nice. You know, it's Holy Week. Today is Holy Thursday. Last week was the going into Palm Sunday. So I guess on Friday night or Saturday night, my wife and I watched Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat for free on YouTube, starring the amazing Donny Osmond. The amazing Donny Osmond, who's one of the celebrities who actually remembers you. I met Donny Osmond back when I was working with Don Geronimo and Michael O'Mara on WAVA years ago. We would do bits. We would take him around Washington, D.C., He would pop, and I would go with him, and I'd have the cell phone, and he would get up out of the limo, and I would say, Donnie, say this, say, I'm Donnie Osmond, and don't you wish you were me? Which is a callback to a bit I had done in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile the week before. So he did that. I got to introduce a Donnie Osmond concert when my wife was 11 months pregnant with Frank Jr., and then years later, I would see Donnie Osmond at things, radio events, uh, industry events, and he would always remember me and always say hi. In fact, one time in Atlanta at our DJ convention, Donny Osmond is going to promote the $25,000 pyramid, and he's got a fishbowl of DJ business cards, and he's going to pick out people to play the game at the convention just for fun. You know, you might win a T-shirt, no no cash money. So he pulls out these cards, and he's reading, you know, it's uh, the worm from Wichita, whatever the guy's name is. You know, all these, these guys with the wacky DJ names. And, uh, oh, here's... Uh, Pick a pick a name. You've heard them all. You know, um, Tommy B and the Bull, or whatever his name was. And, you know, John Boy and Billy, all these names. He gets to one. He pulls out. It's, oh, Frank Murphy. And he stops. And he looks up and looks around the room and goes, Is this the Frank Murphy I know? <laughs> and all the other DJs turn around and look at me like, <laughs> I can't help it. Donny Osmond's a nice, genuine man. He remembers you if you met him before. So I got to go play the... Um, a little bit of a $25,000 pyramid with Donny Osmond. And what I won was a refrigerator magnet with different words that would, you know, you know break it apart and make different phrases. That's what, That was the, my prize. So Donny Osmond was in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat as Joseph. We watched that on YouTube last week. And as you're watching it, I mean, I've seen it maybe once before. In fact, I saw it here in Pigeon Forge when Fee Hedrick had what's now the Smoky Mountain Opry. It was called something else 10 years ago they did a production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat with one of the ladies from American Idol, Melinda Doolittle. Wow, that's a pull. Oh, you know why? Because we followed each other on Twitter at that time and still do to this day. Melinda Doolittle shows up to be the narrator of the Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and the rest of the cast is, you know, Fee Hedrick type guys, and they were very good, and I liked the show, but I haven't seen it since. So now I'm watching Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat with my wife for the second time ever. And, and I should mention that my wife and I, or me especially, my whole family, has been obsessed with the musical Jesus Christ Superstar for as long as I can remember. My parents saw it on Broadway back in 1970-whatever, 71, 72. My dad bought the concept album which is a vinyl album that came out before it was a stage play. Jesus Christ Superstar was done as a rock opera on vinyl first. Then they staged it. Then they made a movie. Then they did all these other things. So um, I know Jesus Christ Superstar music forward and backwards. Love it. Now here I am, my wife and I were watching another program by jo- Andrew Lloyd Webber that was done before. So the before Jesus Christ Superstar there was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And as we're watching it, my wife and I are going, that's ripped off from Jesus Christ Superstar, which is not possible because the chronology is the other way around. Jesus Christ Superstar came out after Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which means that Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber ripped themselves off. There's a song, something about uh, Joseph must go, okay? The brothers are singing about how this Joseph is trouble, and how he's getting all the attention and all the love, and he's the chosen son, blah, blah, blah. So they're going to kill him, or eventually they, they change their mind, and they sell him into slavery to go to Egypt, right? So the brothers are surrounding Joseph. They're singing, this Joseph must go. It's the same song as this Jesus must die that Caiaphas and the other priests sing in Jesus Christ Superstar. It's the same. It's the same. And there's a couple of other instances in Joseph that are the same as in JC Superstar. And I'm excited now because tomorrow night on the free Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, YouTube channel, they're going to show Jesus Christ Superstar. And the version that they're going to show stars one of the Spice Girls. And I'm trying to remember which one it is because it's, I don't know, it's not Mel B. It might be Mel C, maybe. I thought I can tell the difference. But I saw they've got a clip up there of her singing um, I Don't Know How to Love Him, maybe. And she's great. So that's why they put that up there, because if you're afraid of saying, oh, I don't want to watch a Spice Girl sing the part of Mary Magdalene, don't worry about it. She does fine. So I'm going to watch that tomorrow night. And then on Sunday night, NBC will be showing their live repeating, their live Jesus Christ Superstar that they showed two years ago on Easter Sunday. Remember the year Easter Sunday fell on April Fool's Day, April 1st? Well, that was 2018, and they did a live version of Jesus Christ Superstar on NBC with John Legend and some guy from Hamilton, Leslie Odom Jr., maybe, I think, possibly. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can make a comment on the Facebook feed, you know, if you can help me out with uh, with any of this stuff. I'm just talking off the top of my head about musical theater. Who knew that that was going to be the topic today? But it makes sense because here on the After Show podcast on Mountain Fun Life, all I've been doing in my spare time is watching musical theater and Opera and Ozark on Netflix and Met Opera On Demand and on YouTube. So tomorrow night we'll watch Jesus Christ Superstar on YouTube. At some point probably during the day, today or tomorrow or uh, Saturday my wife and I will listen to that concept album that I talked to you about the one from back in 1971 uh, which had Yvonne Elliman as Mary Magdalene and maybe Murray Head as judas possibly again i'm not i need to google this i suppose i could somewhere if i wanted to uh but this is what i remember and i don't think it was not ted neely as jesus that was in the movie version but anyway we'll probably watch the movie we'll probably listen to the album (sighs) we'll do all of the things and if you can remind me of who played jesus in that original version of jesus christ superstar it's somebody famous somebody you you'd heard of you know it was a big part um if you could Google that for me, anybody, whether it's Chelsea Berry who's watching or Ryan Clark, what happened to you, Ryan Clark? Didn't you move to like Colorado? Carol Seipe in Virginia or Father Bill McKenzie? If you guys, any of you, can just Google who was in that uh, original version of Jesus Christ Superstar, I think it's interesting. So I will O D on that this weekend because I got to put the opera on hold. So no offense to David Crawford and all my Metropolitan—he's my one Metropolitan Opera friend. No offense to those guys, but I got to put the opera on hold for a little while and just just delve into musical theater, as I do every Easter weekend when I OD on on Andrew Lloyd Webber and Jesus Christ Superstar. And in coming weeks, they're going to show Cats, which I will totally skip. And one of my goals is to make it through life without ever seeing Cats. I don't want to see the movie. I don't want to see the play. I don't want to see the Broadway. I don't want to see the film of it from the West End of London. I don't want to see it. I just, I just don't want to see it. It's, I don't know what it is. I don't like cats that much in real life, so why would I want to see people dressed as cats and singing? I just, I don't. So I'm going to skip that one, but I will watch Phantom of the Opera because I've loved that one. Of all the Broadway musicals in the world, I've seen that one in person the most because I think I saw it twice in, at least, well, once or twice in Washington, D.C. before I moved to L.A., and then I saw it two or three times out in L.A. because it kept coming back, and we used to, every time there was a new production or new uh, Phantom, they'd come on the radio in Los Angeles like Davis Gaines pops to mind as one of the many, many, many guys who played um, Phantom in Los Angeles and he would do bits with us on the Mark and Brian show out at KLOS. So I will definitely watch uh, Phantom of the Opera. I'll skip Cats and then there's another one. In the trailer video, Andrew Lloyd Webber, he's sitting there like, with his poor posture and he describes how there's some other musical and if uh, I don't want you to tune away and watch this because I'm, I'm curious, to, I'll do it myself later. There's some other musical that was a bomb. It was a flop. Who knew that Andrew Lloyd Webber had a flop? Well, apparently, he loves that one, whatever it is. He loved it. And they're going to show it on his YouTube channel because it's his YouTube channel. He can make us all watch it if he wants. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber, who uh, got away with ripping off Music of the Night from uh, Giacomo Puccini and Girl of the Golden West. Who knew? Oh, wait a second. I just did a total Regis there. You know, one of my goals, by the way, is to be the Regis and Kelly of the Smoky Mountains with Kira. I think it's funny. And uh, our age difference is close to that of Regis and Kelly. Actually, there's three years closer. Kira and I are three years closer in age than actual Regis and actual Kelly. But, you know, who cares? All right. So you're listening to the uh, After Show podcast on Mountain Fun Life. I think it turns up in the Morning in the Mountains category on all the different podcasting apps. And you can also watch the Facebook Live version as we're doing here. It's archived for your pleasure on uh, the Mountain Fun Life Facebook page if you want to sit and watch me run my mouth. Um, so Carol Sipes says, it's fun to watch. And I do have an amazing memory. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's just it's stream of consciousness. But what's irritating to myself, to my irritate, what, how I irritate myself, is by all of these little ideas I've left hangling, hanging, all these little loose threads I've left. Like I told you a bit about my Donnie Osmond encounter, but there's so many other things that I think I just let drop here and there, whether it be talking about uh, Ozark or talking about Netflix or talking about Tiger King. So if there's any questions or anything, go ahead and, and swoop in and help me out. But I think the goal today for me is how long we've we been going, probably about half an hour? I guess I don't know. Is there, there's no there's no timer on here. I have no idea how long this has been going. Let's see if I can figure it out. If I tap it, oh, 26 minutes. I've been going 26 minutes. Well, the goal is to go 30 because at high noon I have to go do a Zoom. I have to go do a Zoom conference call because everyone wants to Zoom nowadays. I guess that's cool if you're a if you're a Zoomer. Um, there's a lot of people hacking into Zooms and either forgetting to put their pants on when they do Zoom. I'm going to do it in a jacket and tie. I know. I know um, that no one else on this Zoom call will be dressed up. So, <laughs> in fact, I might just do it from in here. <laughs> if I can get some air conditioning going in here, I'll totally could just sit here with the good lighting and the uh, and the screen behind me and say hello, everyone. I'm here to Zoom with you, as we uh, have to do that. My wife is Zooming for her job, and even my six-year-old grandson Artie is Zooming with his kindergarten class, and. He wanted a new background, or my my daughter suggested that I get him a new background so he can zoom with a fake background. And instead of using the ones that are on the Pigeon Forge website or the Sevierville website, which are beautiful mountainscapes and a picture of the old mill and Pigeon Forge, stuff like that, my daughter said, do you have anything of the Dragonflyer? Because that is the uh, family-friendly roller coaster at Wildwood Grove at Dollywood that Artie fell in love with. It was He was just barely tall enough to do it, so he was scared Actually, I was a little scared. It's not a it's not a kiddie coaster at all. It's just one of those ones that uh, if you're as tall as Artie and you're going with an adult, you're allowed on it. So he went on a real roller coaster, and I'll tell you, I, I rode it with him. I was, it was definitely a real roller coaster. The only thing less about it was it was a little shorter than Wild Eagle. Wild Eagle, you're on it and you feel like, oh my gosh, this is you're on here for a, a length of time, whereas uh, Dragonflyer. It's a very similar ride but just the duration of it is much shorter. Alright. Um, Kira who is uh, my co-host on the Morning in the Mountains said she had to zoom in the room with um, oh she did a zoom from here with her doctor because that's the other thing is telemedicine. We've all been doing telemedicine now. Um, I had a spider bite or something on this finger, and I was worried about it getting infected because I had picked at it. So we called the doctor's office, and they didn't need to look at it. They just said, oh, no, we'll just call in a prescription for some antibiotics. So it healed right up. Whatever it is they gave me, it worked. So I did some telemedicine as well, and Kira has done it for the allergies. I decided that my voice sounds like ZZ Top. Um, that's why i got to drink all this water because my voice will start all scraggly. But anyway... As soon as I hit 30 minutes on this show, which will be coming up um, in about a minute from now, I'll wrap it. I'll make it a 30-minute episode of the After Show podcast with Frank Murphy here on Mountain Fun Life. I want to say thank you for the comments. Thank you for listening to me spout off about musical theater and opera. And uh, if you have an idea for what we should talk about next Thursday, well, keep it yourself. No, (laughs) please do share. We would um, love to talk about what interests you. Otherwise, it's just going to be me picking a topic and running with it, because these, this is my life. This is what I do. I get obsessed with something for a while, whether it be opera or musical theater or Tiger King or Ozark or growing figs. You want me to talk about growing figs for 30 minutes? I can easily do that. I can just go and go and go. That's part of my character flaw. So <laughs> I've got all these uh, little hobbies that are just, um, that, they keep me interested you know, I, I obsess over them and I can go on and on and on about that. So I think, I hope that clock behind me is wrong. Is it really 11.59? No, it's 11.55. Because um, I have to go, like I said, do this noon uh, noon Zoom. I have to Zoom at noon. Oh, Father Bill McKenzie, happy Easter. Thank you, Father. Appreciate it. Appreciate you and en- have you enjoyed that. I saw that, I think you moved to Nashville, right? And I you hope you're enjoying your, your retirement. God bless you. And have a happy and holy Easter Today is Maundy Thursday. Every year I have to Google what does Maundy mean because I can't remember. It means command, as in Jesus' commandment, to love one another as he has loved us. So that's nice. Tomorrow is Good Friday, which I will try to fast and abstain from food. And uh, (laughs) by the time, by listening to Andrew Lloyd Webber, Jesus Christ Superstar. Saturday is uh, Holy Saturday, and I'll be watching all of uh, my favorite priest, Father Michael Wood's, be watching him on uh, Roku as he does the uh, Holy Thursday service tonight the Good Friday service tomorrow and Easter vigil on Saturday. So however you choose to celebrate with your family, happy Passover, happy Easter, God bless you all and we'll be back on next Thursday with another show with Kira, the actual before show, before podcast show called Morning in the Mountains and then again here with the after show podcast. I do appreciate y'all watching, listening and carrying on. So now I believe hmm, I hit stop, and I think it just stops, right? All right. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, so long. Stop streaming. Yes.